1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, or prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everyone, and welcome to the third part of our eight part series. We're talking about all the different NFL divisions. This episode, we're going to talk about the AFC North. This division is very very interesting in my opinion. I feel like out of all of the divisions in the NFL, I think this one is just downright just the most dirty, hard-fought battling every every game with each team is is super super tough and really tight. Um but anyways, I'm your host, one of your hosts Mason Migliera, and also we have Patrick Previty as well as always. Patrick how are you doing today?
0: Um, I'm doing great. And you're completely right. This division is definitely one of the more hard fought divisions. Just remember growing up watching Thursday Night Football, it just felt like Steelers, That's Ravens it. were always on. And they yeah. just, they just get after it. And it's a pretty even division top from bottom, especially now with the Browns, like not like being all time, awful franchise.
1: I so it's definitely, definitely one of the divisions
0: I'm looking forward to next year.
1: I definitely agree with that. Well, let's just hop right into it. I mean, we got Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. In my opinion, I think that the Bengals are probably the best team in this division just because they have such big players. I mean, obviously you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon uh, as their running back. I mean, there's no real like flaw in this team, in my opinion, right now. They're they're just all around like pretty damn good.
0: No, yeah, and they they uh, shored up their offensive line last year, or at least tried their best to. So they're a pretty well-rounded squad, um, and I like them as the favorites to win the division. I think probably behind the Chiefs, they're the favorites in the AFC because I think they're still a step above like teams like Buffalo or um, even the Chargers and Jags Very and Miami and New York, I, I still think like with Joe Burrow, like he's just changed this franchise and we'll get into obviously the other teams in a minute, but those teams are like, including the Ravens, you know, we're are very much in contention, especially this year, you know, when Lamar is healthy and the Steelers have never had a losing season and Mike Tomlin and maybe Deshaun Watson, you know, returns to form. But even with all that, I still think this Bengals team is like, And I never thought I would say it, you know, watching the Bengals growing up, but they're clearly head and shoulders above the others, I think, in this division, specifically because of Joe Burrow, but also they've they've shored up a lot of stuff.
1: I like that. I think it's interesting that you say um, they're one of the betting favorites. Well, they definitely are one of the betting favorites, but over the Dolphins, Bills, uh, Chargers, all that, for example, that's very interesting. But um, I I can't really disagree with you on that just because of their playoff, experience that they've had the last couple of years like Joe Burrow right when he came out from LSU he obviously had that injury in his first season in like week eight or something um it was it was against uh Washington I remember that I'm pretty sure um but then he came out in year two and took him to the Super Bowl like right it was year two yeah
0: yeah year two
1: year two so he's just a proven winner I mean he comes out of LSU won won the natty so I mean, all that is just super, super impressive. So he's a proven winner, and and he definitely helps uh, boost their playoff odds and and makes them a betting favorite. And, I mean, his weapons that he has around him, am I right? I mean, Jamar Chase, Boyd, Higgins. Higgins kind of burst onto this scene it felt like last season a little bit. I mean, I know that he's been highly touted, but I feel like last season he really showed out and showed like he is a real – number two on this team but in on any other team he could very easily be the number one option for them right
0: oh yeah he's definitely one of the top number two guys in the league um maybe <laughs> excluding the dolphins they might be that second um one-two punch in the league i don't know maybe they could be up there definitely yeah. excluding the dolphins i think the dolphins own that um but no you're right i mean that's why burrow racked up over 4400 yards 40 touchdowns and his uh pick numbers uh, i believe would have been lower um, but he had that just awful game against the Steelers in week one, I believe. Right. Yep. Against yep. Uh, okay. where TJ Watt ended up tearing his pack, I believe at the end of the game. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, so this, this offense all around is very good. And with T Higgins, I, I mean, and he was dealing with injuries last year. I remember he had, I thought a couple concussion scares on top of some other like injuries that kind of plagued him throughout the year. And he was still able to put together a really, really nice season. Um, when I, when I look at the receiving core, as far as this division goes, I think the Bengals easily have the best, uh, and yeah. weapons too, because you want to include Joe Mixon in that. And obviously yep. they picked up Irv Smith Jr. So, I mean, do, do you think they have the best weapons in the, in the division?
1: In the division? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I think they beat out obviously the Steelers. I, I think that they're kind of in that weird, in a weird spot right now. Um, I, Tough division. I don't see them doing too well this year. Um, the Browns. We'll get into them later, and then the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. It's just like he's a he's a dual threat, but um, his wide receivers are Odell, and then who else does he have off the top of my head? I mean, yeah, they draft say say flowers. flowers. Yeah, you don't know what he's gonna do. So I definitely agree and believe that the Bengals have the best weapons in that division, and that will help them. But, you know, we're talking about the offense a bunch. I mean, this defense is really freaking good. Like last season, they gave up the fifth fewest points in, in the entire league, and we're holding Ravens, Bills, Chiefs to sixteen point seven points, and no more than twenty-three in the playoffs. So their defense headlined by uh Hubbard and Hendrickson. I remember Hendrickson, he kind of popped up and he was became a real big player for him last season. So yeah. Uh, I really you're
0: right. I mean, this uh, this Bengals defense was kind of what helped them reach the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I remember that they went on a run against some really good quarterbacks and, uh, you know, Joe Burrows. He's the star of the show, you know, and that offense is flashy, certainly. Um, But the defense certainly made its presence felt in that uh, Super Bowl run. And it kind of continued through this year. Um, I'm surprised that their D coordinator hasn't gotten a job as a head coach in the NFL, but you know, tougher for D coordinators to get a job or a head coaching job. That's very true.
1: But uh, yeah, let's, let's take a quick look into their schedule for this year. They start off the first two weeks, right out the bat, Cleveland, Baltimore, two division games. Good for them. Uh, I expect them to beat Cleveland, even though it's in, in, in Cleveland. And then, Sunday against Baltimore at one o'clock. That's a very nice game. Uh early in the season, get a good grip for how this division's gonna go. Cause it's probably gonna be between the Bengals and the and the Ravens. So uh them being at home, I think that'll give them a little bit of an advantage. Uh then we got they got prime time on Monday night against the Rams. The Rams this year are gonna be interesting. I don't know how do you ex- how do you feel about that game? Uh, prime time week three, getting the season going a little
0: bit. Well, obviously Super Bowl rematch. So that's definitely why I was, I'm assuming, picked up by Monday night football for the crew. Yep. But I think, yeah, we talked about this when we went over the uh, NFC West and we said, you know, the the Rams, we were looking at their early schedule and for them to pick up a certain amount of wins, um, they're going to have to they're going to have to win in those first five or six games. I remember it's a very tough, uh, tough road for them. I think honestly, by week three, we'll know if they can pull it out against the Bengals, Um, what Rams team we have. And for the Bengals, I think uh, you have two division games and then you have Tennessee, Arizona, and Seattle. I think you're favored in all of those games. Like this is a very, I could see six and oh here. And, you know, yeah. so as far as the Bengals are concerned, it's just one one more step in the right direction as far as, um winning their division and then hopefully securing um a bye.
1: Yeah. Speaking of the bye, they have their bye week on week in week seven. And then they go into two very, very tough games. They got San Francisco after their bye uh in San Francisco. So that's gonna be a very tough one. Very entertaining game. Uh 425. So in this regular Sunday slate. And then they go back to uh Cincinnati and they host buffalo on sunday night football that is going to be a very very fun game obviously there's going to be some talk of the Demar hamlin stuff because that's where it happened uh last year so there'll be there'll, there'll be some headlines with that game for sure i i don't i don't doubt that
0: as long as yeah as long as they can kind of move past that just as much as the bills might have to as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: um Wow. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That week nine matchup will certainly be um, that a lot of people will be tuning into that one. That one's an important one. You know, I just said that I could see six and oh, I can also see them losing both these games against San Fran and Buffalo, even coming off of a bye against San Fran. Um, Those are some huge games. I I could see them at six and two. Um, But to keep going in their schedule, they have Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. So you have Houston kind of a layup, I feel. Are, you know, depending on what Bryce Young is going to look like, I think, or I'm um, excuse me, CJ Stroud, um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think you that threw me off way way too much. I just yeah. said uh, Bryce Young instead of CJ Stroud, but they have um Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and Indy. So they got they're going through like a big AFC slate here yeah. after, um, you know they obviously Houston and Buffalo are also in the AFC, but. I think they're going against uh, some of the common opponents within their division
1: as they go up
0: to the uh, AFC North.
1: Yeah, what do you? I probably expect them to go with Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Uh, I expect them to go four and one there, right? Yeah, probably. I give them uh, that Thursday night game against Baltimore. That'll probably end up being a loss. Just you got to throw something in there i don't see him getting upset by by pittsburgh uh that jacksonville game will be very very interesting though another primetime game for them wow that's uh that's a fun one though jacksonville and uh and cincinnati that's a good upstart uh jacksonville team very excited to see them i know that we are both very high on them so that's a great primetime game again on espn on monday night then indianapolis that'll be a win there Interesting here, uh Minnesota on the seventeenth of December. that game is not does not have a time announced. That's odd to me. Um, but probably a one o'clock game. And uh oh my computer just decided to lag. Well, out. I'm assuming
0: that they don't have that game exactly in the uh in the slot, maybe because they uh have Pittsburgh on Saturday on a Christmas Eve Eve. So maybe that's why the Vikings um don't exactly have a specific time and also depending on how good the Vikings are that Vikings Bengals cross uh conference game could be really enticing to whoever you know I'm sure Sunday night football might flex it who knows or they it's could possible. end up back on Monday night or you know at 4:25 on Fox or something like that. So yeah. that that game could get moved all all around and then obviously same with the Cleveland game in the in the last week of the season, you know, they they'll figure out a time for that. Um yeah. but just just the way that the schedule is made, you know, I think they're waiting on that, but who knows, really.
1: Uh, interesting how they go Cleveland to open the season and Cleveland to close the season. That's a, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, this I fun. like how they do that though. That's fun. One last and,
0: thing. What well, oh, one last no, thing, on the Bengals here. What do you think of that game right there, week 17? Yep, that's what I was City. going to say.
1: Okay, that is going to be a fun one. I think that can that very easily in a couple weeks after that, they can see each other again in the playoffs. So I think it would be a playoff um, preview, honestly, at that point. Um, I'm very high on the Bengals this year. That, that schedule is pretty nice for them. No, nothing too grueling. Uh, Probably the biggest challenge is going to be coming out of the bye against San Francisco and Buffalo. I'm very high on them. I think that they're going to have a great uh, 2023, 24 season.
0: Yeah, that game reminds me a lot of uh, the Bills Bengals what was what that was supposed to be uh, towards yep, the end of this last exactly. season. So yeah. that'll be that'll be really good and I'm sure a team like the Ravens are going to be watching that game if the division is close at all, praying that Kansas City can pull out a win.
1: Uh-huh. Well, speaking of the Ravens, let's get right into them. They had a very interesting offseason. Um they had that big issue with Lamar Jackson. I feel like you you definitely can get more into that than I can, but uh I know that there he he had that whole contract dispute. Uh he wanted all this money. Whether he deserves it or not, he probably does. He definitely does. Um he's a dual threat. He he can run, he can pass. He does it all for them. and uh he he is their team right now in my opinion.
0: Yeah, isn't it amazing how um how long ago I think that feels with his contract stuff. Uh, that was all you heard about for a long time there about, you know, um, him getting paid and figuring it all out. Um, they got, you right. They got it done. $260 million. Uh, he's the MVP of, uh, 2019 look Lamar Jackson. I don't know what the ceiling is for this team. Um, there, but it really is as far as he can go. And if they make it to the playoffs, um, with Lamar Jackson there out on the field, I think that they can make some noise because last year they didn't have him out on the field in the playoffs and they were competitive, but there was clearly a drop off. Um, they went ten and seven, and he obviously missed their final five games, and uh, they just barely lost that divisional game. I, I think this is a really talented team, and I think they really kind of you—they know, invested money into him, but they also invested money into the offense and the yeah. and the weapons.
1: And they, they, that they did. I mean, they got themselves Odell Beckham Jr. And he, that was kind of Odell being like, I want to be here. He kind of chose them and he, he sought it, he sought them out. It was like, I want to play with Lamar. And that is a huge, huge, that should be a huge boost for Lamar. That should be like, oh, wow. Someone like Odell wants to play with me. Okay. Let's get it going. And that's what they're going to do. And don't forget about Mark Andrews. He's probably one of the, he, Not probably. He is one of the best tight ends in football. So I think he's so underrated because you have Kittle and Kelsey, for example. But then number three, I think very easily is Mark Andrews. Am I wrong?
0: I would agree. I think um, last season, sure. Uh, I know Atlanta Falcons fans are sitting here crying about Kyle Pitts and his usage, and they say that he's going to be next up and he might very well be. Um, But yeah, Mark Andrews is definitely also a victim of the... uh, the kind of talk around the Beng- uh, the Ravens' offense and how lackluster it is, and how Lamar needs weapons. Mark Andrews has been there and he's been very consistent, so um, I w- I would imagine another great season from him. He just needs to, uh, you know, find his role among the other offensive pieces. But I'm sure they're gonna give him the ball plenty.
1: Oh and- yeah, they have to. When in the red zone, he is a huge target for them. Like he 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 is fantastic in the red zone he is a huge target for them so i i totally believe that they're going to use the absolute everything out of him <laughs> i'm trying to be pg here and then uh for the running backs they got jk dobbins coming back did he play it all last season i can't remember
0: well i think, I think he's he, he well he's just coming back off of uh that m- major rehab from his his leg injury he, he's running um differently i remember uh watching it last year looked like he was almost like limping while he was running and he was running so upright it was very very weird to see but hopefully another off season of rehab can kind of return him to what he was i mean that's obviously probably wishful thinking because just the state that he was in was so jarring honestly to see the way that he was running i don't know if he'll ever be like have that same stride that he had um in college but he probably won't but no, he he returns, and I'm um, their entire backfield last season before it started was on the IR.
1: They were Destinated. Out. yep. So then it was just left with Lamar being the running back and the quarterback at the same time. Which, if there's anyone in the NFL that can do it, it's probably him. Maybe Kyler Murray, maybe, but not to the same effectiveness as as Lamar. And just to finish out their their wide receivers, they they just drafted Zay Flowers. Everyone is very very high on him. Uh, I'm excited to see how he plays uh in the in the slot for them. and then Rashad Bateman he he again, I just remember fantasy. he was booming at some points last year felt like he he is a very solid wide receiver for them, wide receiver two. uh I, I think just alone on name recognition, Odell is their number one. He might not be by the end of the season, but going into it, I definitely think that um he is he is their number one option at the moment and hopefully he can have like himself a little bit of a resurgence and and you know come go back to that kind of near giants type of uh wide receiver for them but I guess we'll have to see.
0: Well I think it's also good that he wants to be there you know and somebody wants to be the receiver for the Baltimore Ravens because when Marquise Brown was shipped to Arizona there was definitely that feeling where he said like oh uh, you know, playing with Lamar Jackson was was rough. You know, it's that kind of sentiment that he was happy to be moved. And um, it was kind of different because obviously you you don't usually hear that, especially from uh, from anybody in the league, no matter who their quarterback is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but to hear about Lamar Jackson was definitely a little jarring. So it's nice to have a receiver that wants to be there also helps yeah. with some sort of chemistry that you're trying to build, too.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And then, again, this defense is actually not terrible. It's not, like, top tier. But, I mean, Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, he is – I remember when he was on Notre Dame. Remember, I was at a Florida State game one year. And he literally ran from one side of the field all the way to the other one to get an interception. And it was unbelievable. And he's still doing that in the NFL. Like, he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league, I think. Uh, Very underrated. And then they also – remember mid-year last year – they made a huge trade and they got Rokon Smith. That was a big pickup for them. So I think um, with another year, uh, all them being together, I think that this defense will be will be pretty good. And obviously, when you have John Harbaugh as your coach, uh, a very, very veteran-like coach, I, I think it, it's hard for you to not be a good team. You know, John Harbaugh, again, just super, very well respected around the league, I think. So uh, let's get a quick look into this schedule as we know, they do play Cincinnati in week two, but they start off against Houston. So that'll probably be a win. Uh, Cincinnati, probably a loss just because they're in Cincinnati, as we had already said, then they got Indianapolis, Cleveland, Pittsburgh.
0: That's I, I think you've got to take care of those.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially before you go to Tennessee, um, in, uh, in a foreign country, in a foreign land at nine 30. Oh, yeah. So that game is, that game going to be a toss up. And that kind of, for the Ravens, that kind of sucks. Cause I think they match up well against Tennessee. Um, but, and they're obviously probably more talented from on, like top to bottom on paper. But when you play in um, another country.
1: Yeah. It kind it's, of, yeah. it's just a no toss essentially. To yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no advantage. It's just what team comes prepared more and executes better. That's what it is. That Lions game is going to be very interesting. I, I am so high on the Lions. I really enjoy this team. Um, So that, that'll be a fun fun matchup there in week seven. Then they go Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland. So they play Cleveland twice pretty early on in the year. Uh, they, they finish out that uh, by week 10. Uh, so Arizona, Seattle, probably going to beat Arizona. I can see them beating Seattle. I think they're probably a little bit of a better team than them. Um, yeah, we'll know what is.
0: Seattle is by that point if they're really, um, if they're really another another year of a playoff team. You know how Geno Smith is doing.
1: And then to round out before their bye week in Week 13, they got Cincinnati Week 11 that Thursday night football game that we already kind of previewed. And then also we got them playing in LA against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Ooh, that is going to be very interesting. I. That one is going to be marked on my calendar. That will be very fun. Watching Justin Herbert, who throws the ball 500 yards, and then, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, who can run the ball 500 yards if he ever wanted to, if he could. So that'll be fun.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's back-to-back primetime games before their bye week all the way in week 13.
1: That's that's another
0: thing to watch. Hopefully this team can stay healthy. Just having healthy bodies to start the season is a win, honestly, for the Ravens. But you just got to make sure that you can get through those first 12 games. And then also look at this kind of scorcher here. Ooh. Like after their bye week, sandwiched, um, like sandwiched after uh, Cincy and L.A. Yeah. They have a, a game again in L.A. um, against the Rams. Or excuse me, that's, uh, that's in Baltimore. But they have a game, another game against an L.A. team against the Rams. then they have Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami. That's, that's a murderer's row.
1: Damn, that's, how to, many...
0: that's competing to uh to for like a lot of division spots and playoff spots
1: four games cincinnati la primetime by week then you have la not primetime just regular sunday then at jacksonville primetime sunday at san francisco primetime monday they are go man they got some Primetime action, everyone is gonna be watching this team. That good for them. Good for good for the Ravens to get all these games, but that's gonna be really, really difficult for them to come out of that. And then having to play Miami on New Year's Eve in my Oh no, it's in Baltimore. Oh man. Oh, Miami's gonna be it's gonna be snowing. It's gonna be terrible. We're gonna play like ass. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> they always play bad. And the Baltimore Ravens are just... Uh, they're, they're good, so... That is scary for my Dolphins. But we're not talking about that. That's Murderer's Row right there. Uh, if they can come out of that with two wins, if they go two and two in that little four-game stretch there after the bye week, that should be considered a win.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think going... 500 do that will will definitely uh be considered a win they'll probably be the most scrutinized team towards the end of the year with that schedule because they'll be on prime time four times in a, in a row i remember that when the broncos were on prime time last year and they were like oh and five or something they were awful They were the most hated team in the nfl i mean if they sucked and and they weren't on prime time i felt like nobody would have cared yeah. but they were on prime time so I think for the Ravens, we'll know what team we're getting for sure. Everybody will. The national audience will when uh, we go, come playoff time, and when you go into Week 18 against Pittsburgh, who might be fighting to keep that uh, that uh, 500 streak alive for my, time, for my
1: Tomlin. Yeah. Ooh, that was fun. I I I'm interested to see the Ravens this season. That that is going to be a very interesting team. Hopefully, the, again, hopefully they can stay healthy. And uh, hopefully Lamar can kind of show out and show more of that arm that he has because he definitely has one. So, I don't know. But moving on, I guess we'll go to Cleveland. Yes, let us go into Cleveland. You want to take us into that a little bit?
0: Oh, yeah. So a bit of like the third wheel, I feel like, in this division. I think a lot of people, including ourselves, are kind of selling on the Steelers' stock right now. They beat a lot of teams. We'll talk about that later, that were not very good last year to get to their nine and eight record and the Browns, you know, I just felt like nobody even really cared or wanted them to be good last year with the whole Deshaun Watson situation. And I think they're kind of coming in here like as a clear third, but also at the same time, maybe a little underrated depending on what Deshaun Watson can do. I mean, the reality is look, the guy missed pretty much two years of football and he, he was pretty rusty, but they paid him the largest contract in like NFL history or fully guaranteed. So they're expecting him to be a top five quarterback. And if he is a top five quarterback this year, like I can't tell you that the Browns are going to miss the playoffs. So I think that's part of this team's, you know, enticing nature. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? I don't
1: disagree. I I think uh, if Deshaun Watson can be the quarterback that he was coming out of Clemson and what he was, with houston when they were in the playoffs remember that game against the bills where he literally got like thumbed in the eye or whatever the heck it was and then he just kind of ran around and just threw amazing like he has the the ability to do amazing things on the field it's just having that two-year layoff really he just had to knock the dust uh, the, the rust off and he did that and now with a he gets to start the season week one like he gets to go right in and uh just play Uh, hopefully he he doesn't worry about all the distractions about everything else and he just plays football and does what he's done his entire life I mean he's got some solid weapons around him I mean Nick Chubb I mean shoot one of the best running backs in in football so you know if you're if you if you aren't throwing the ball well you know you can just hand it off to him and he's just gonna run it up and you'll be just fine and on the outside you got uh Cooper Mari Cooper who I think he's very underrated if he's utilized correctly he could be one of the best wide receivers in the league. Why not? Then you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, another very solid wide receiver, good number two. And then they also got Elijah Moore now. He's, I, I remember when he was in uh, in New York, he kind of was underutilized and he was kind of not real happy about how he's being used. So maybe uh, he could be a little bit happier in Balt—or not Baltimore, in Cleveland. So we'll have to see, uh, see what they do there with, with all that they got some offensive weapons there for sure and their offensive line isn't too bad either i mean they got the number 2 rated joel Bitoni uh <laughs> on pff i that's what i've been using uh left guard for him so i mean shoot and then their center is also third out of 36 so they they they're looking okay on the offensive side of the ball
0: i feel like when evaluating this team you know the browns obviously have like a bit of cachet from like their previous years about being awful and one of the worst run franchises in all of sports but this team did make um the playoffs a few years ago and there are plenty of holdovers they have weapons i mean and you're right about Amari cooper like the browns had awful quarterback play i mean if they get anything there and nick chubb stays healthy and he can just carry them as far as being a run first team i think the the offense is going to be just fine um and they're going to be playoff level kind of offense and then also you know you're right. They have a decent offensive line and they have Miles Garrett who can get you 16 sacks like he did last year. Hopefully this year.
1: Yeah, so I, I think they're that. a really good
0: team. You want to move into the schedule here?
1: Yeah, let's go into the schedule uh, again. They, they open the year against Cincinnati and they close the year against Cincinnati as we've already as we've already uh, talked about. Then they got Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, and then they got an early week five bye. That's That's tough. I don't like those early buys. I hate the, the, the late ones. I think like week 8 or 9 is a good spot to have a buy. So having it in week 5 is really tough. Um but I I anticipate in them primetime on Monday night against Pittsburgh. That's kind of a in my opinion that's kind of an eh, kind of primetime game, but uh maybe it'll be better than than I expect. Uh but in that first four games if they can get two wins there, I think they can get two. I think they can get uh Pittsburgh and and Tennessee. I think that'll be good for them going into
0: the buy. Uh, yeah, I think you don't you certainly don't want to start 1 and 3. I think going into your buy, especially with San Francisco staring um staring down the barrel. Oof. Um Yeah, this is like, you know, what we've been looking at for the other teams. I feel like there's there's a lot of winnable games here, but they're going to have to take care in their division. Mm-hmm. and essentially beat the teams that are kind of on their level, like really make um make a difference ahead of teams that I think we think are kind of in the same area. Like I would say Seattle, probably, maybe in the same class. I know, yeah. I don't, depending on who you ask, but maybe Los Angeles, you know, a clear third in their division, but trying to make it into the playoffs, maybe sneak it in. And then maybe even Chicago and or New York. I know like some people have New York as third in the division. You know, so they're going to have to win some of these games um, and really trying to set themselves apart from the teams that are going to be just outside of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they they need to win the games that they should win. And those are teams that are going to be outside of the playoffs. Uh, again, that we, we just talked about how they have San Francisco. That's going to be a tough one. So let's say they're two and three going into that game against Indianapolis. They need to beat Indy. They need to beat Seattle if they want to if they want to do anything in the season. But that's going to be tough going into Seattle. Got that crowd that is always just the 12th man. Uh, And then, so if they can win that game, then I think they're in good shape. Uh, Then they go, they play against uh, Arizona, and that should be an easy win there for them. Uh, Then they go into Baltimore, November 12th, just a regular Sunday game. Uh, Maybe pull up an upset there, maybe. That That would be huge for them they'll need they go, it
0: they'll probably need it especially in like maybe uh, division standings as well
1: yep and then uh pittsburgh in week 11 and then go into denver uh week 12 looks like uh just after thanksgiving um that denver's an interesting team this year i i, I definitely want to i'm excited for our afc west preview to talk about them but uh, i think if uh, this is another game that if they want, if the Browns want to do anything this season, they need to win that one for sure. Um, L.A. That's tough. Jacksonville, that's tough. Uh, Chicago, that will be tough. Just I, I like Justin Fields, so that that's going to be an interesting one. I then think I agree.
0: I think Chicago will be tough.
1: And then rounding out, they got Houston, New York on prime time, and as we said, uh, Cincinnati. It's a little it's a tough schedule for for the Browns, um, but I think they can surprise some people for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's also about how you look at the team and what kind of level that they're on. You know, when you talk about Denver, um, I think they're certainly they're not going to win the division. That's all up for the Chiefs. But yeah, you're right. They have to win that game. And Denver's a good team. And but when you look at the Browns, you're like, oh, can they really beat Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Maybe not. Um. Yeah. But they're gonna have to win those games. We'll see. It kind of will depend on uh
1: what kind of team. Yeah, it's kind of gonna depend on what kind of team Denver is there. But uh, before we run out of time here, let's uh talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit. Uh, again, I've been saying it the whole time. They're in kind of a weird spot. They're they're led by Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position. Um, I think he sh- he just has to have a good second year, sophomore year. Um. I like him. I think he's good. I don't think he's going to be a sustainable quarterback. I don't think he's the quarterback of their future, at all. Um, I do like Pickens for them. George Pickens. He is a phenomenal athlete, and uh, he 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 he's fun to watch for sure. And then they got Deontay Johnson as well. He's a veteran. Been around for a while. Actually, not, uh, now I guess 2019 well, could be
0: technically
1: a veteran. A <laughs> Say in 2019 you're considered a veteran, that makes me feel old. And then uh, Najee Harris, I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league, honestly. Uh, again, just stay healthy and uh, do your thing. He He's very good. He was out of Georgia, right? Or am I dumb?
0: I think was Alabama. Dumb.
1: Bama. I'm dumb. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Bama brings out those uh, running backs like crazy. Damn, I feel like an idiot saying Georgia. Anywho. Uh, what are your thoughts on this on this Pittsburgh team, real quick?
0: Uh, well, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I feel like these teams go as far as their quarterback goes. Um, Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. I like him. I don't love him. I think you might be in the same boat. I'm interested to see what he can do. I'm not ready to just say uh, that he can't be the guy in Pittsburgh because I liked mm-hmm. his end-of-game management. I mean, they they beat some bad teams down the stretch. Um, hey. I believe they – Got six wins in the, the final seven.
1: That game against the Dolphins, he, he has, like, two picks. Noah Benogamy getting a pick on you in the end zone, that is just unacceptable as a Dolphins fan. I'm telling you, you can't let that happen. So that's just one game, and I'm just uh, cherry-picking here. But, you know, their defense actually isn't too bad either. They got some big names. Obviously, got T.J. Watt. You got Cameron Hayward and uh, Alex Highsmith. Those are very good line players for them. Well, actually – Watt and Highsmith are linebackers, but you know you see Watt getting sacked left and right. So I don't know when you're led again. We we're talking about this with the Ravens when you're led by a coach like John Harbaugh or in this case, uh, Tomlin, veteran coach. Like they know what they're doing, so it's hard for them to be like a bad team. But it's tough because they're in a they're in a a grueling division that's what we're talking about oh my gosh I just took a look at this schedule and kind of scary
0: (laughs) let's run through Uh, it real quick
1: they start off week one against San Francisco in Pittsburgh which is cool for them but oh man that that's that's rough uh for them
0: I feel like every team in this division when we look at that 49er game because they obviously matched up with the NFC West as far as like cross-conference scheduling we're like oh man they they have mm-hmm. to go play the 49ers. That 49ers team is really good if they can figure out yeah, that just, situation.
1: Yeah, we just talked about it last episode and then uh week 2 against Cleveland uh primetime, then you got L or Vegas, Houston, Baltimore and they got an early bye week as well in week 6. But before we get to that, what probably they should probably beat Vegas, Houston. So you're going in about 2 and 3 Maybe maybe pull up an upset against the uh, against Baltimore and then you're three and three or yeah three and two going into your bye in week six.
0: That's I think terrible. yeah I agree I honestly definitely see them beating Cleveland uh in prime time sure. uh no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson how good that team is I could see them at three and two.
1: I can definitely see that as well and that's that 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 would be a great start for them in my opinion and then they got L A in L A. Then you got the host, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. Uh, mm, I don't know if they can win any of those games, honestly. Maybe the Tennessee one. Maybe.
0: Maybe, but that's Thursday night, so shoot. Anybody's yeah. best guess, really. That game will be under 20 points
1: total. Yeah, probably. And then you got Green Bay. Who knows what's going on with them? And you got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Arizona. Probably going 2-2 two and two in that little four-game stretch. Then you close up the season, New England, Indy, Cincinnati, Seattle, Baltimore. Really, really tough schedule for them this year. Uh but they again, I think if they can get to 500, that's a successful season for them and Kenny Pickett has some improvement along with Pickens.
0: Yeah, I think the most important thing is that Pickett improvement. All right, this has been the AFC North edition of our division previews in the NFL. Next episode, we're going to be doing the AFC West dominating the NFL for the past few years. It's been double or nothing with Patrick Previty and Mason Migliera.
1: Sports social podcast network.
0: With lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No
0: lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.